0: Hey, everybody, welcome to the 1947 Operators podcast. In order to increase the rate of technology innovation in India, we need to increase the number of operator angels in India. Hence, we are launching the 1947 Operators. 1947 Operators is a podcast that unpacks the investing journey of the best operator angels in India we will be covering areas like what drove them into angel investing, what's their investing process like, how do they source deals, pick deals and win deals, how do they evaluate founders and the market size, what value do they bring to the cap table. We're hoping the 1947 Operators podcast will help more operators start their angel investing journey. As a result, we will see an increase in the number of operator angels in the startup ecosystem. All right. I am super excited to have Mati Gilio on 1947 Operators Podcast. Mati, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you so much, Shiva. I'm absolutely excited to be here and amazing pronunci- pronunciation of my name, which is quite hard normally. So yeah, great to be here.
0: As said earlier, it was one of the easiest uh, surnames I've ever heard of, but <laughs> we'll dive right into it, Mati. What drove you into angel investing and what was your first angel investment
1: cool so i guess my background is um so quite uh, uh, diverse in a way so i started as an entrepreneur so i did my first company between kind of the uk and the us uh, then i worked in bc in london in a fund that uh, basically does primarily seed and series A investments. And that's where I really started to angel invest. So it was about two years ago now. Um, It's been quite a ride. So, so far I've done about uh, 32, 33 angel investments so far. Um, And uh, yeah, it started because... uh, Kind of organically, really. Uh, so I would uh, come across companies that uh, you know maybe were outside the fund scope, and uh, which I thought were amazing, and uh, like maybe because of geography or sectors. Uh, so I started investing in in those types of companies. Then obviously friends of mine were starting companies as well. I had a very good, I think, network in both the both in Europe, so Italy and the UK, and also in the US. So they would just reach out. And that's how I started, really, in a way, because of kind of, I can think of three reasons, really. So, the first one is uh, obviously because of, um, because uh, of, because help is important, right? Like, uh, for me, having like operators and founders on my cap table, both in my first company and now with even has been like super, super valuable. And I think, um, in a way, I hope I can be valuable to other founders just because I've been there uh, and uh, I've done the same type of journey. And the second one, the second reason is because obviously, you know, I would be lying if I'd said that I'm not very competitive. So I love, you know, putting money into something and getting more money out, as well as like getting into very competitive deals. And then obviously, finally, because I, you know, there are very, um, there are some things that I really care about, like some causes that I really care about. Um, and it's part of, you know, giving back to uh, the community. I've been super lucky. So I want to kind of do, do the same. So those are kind of the, Three main reasons why I got into angel investing. And uh, yes, it's very fun as well. It's
0: very, very fun. I think you picked up a very important point. Uh, The first reason you said, you know, it's so valuable to have operator angels on your cap table.
1: Yeah. And
0: you've been running a company yourself. Maybe, Mati, you can, we can talk about in two parts. First, your first believer in even and you know one or two investors that have invested in you and they have really helped you uh helped companies you know move the needle forward
1: yeah i think it's a very good question right so in sorry the the first bit was uh
0: your first believer in Yes,
1: my first believer sorry so i think in a way it's easier to point towards investors, right? Like we are super lucky that even, we have some of the best investors in the world in our cap table, you know, from Kozla Ventures to Funders Fund, you know, we're the first uh, um, investment in India funders Fund. So obviously these people really, um, really uh, help you and having them as first believers is is amazing, right? But in a way for, for us, I think the most important thing was having the team uh, Why I'm saying this, because actually, I think that we were able to get those investors because we had an insane team, even before we raised, right? So just to give you a couple of examples of really the first believers. Um, So there is a, um, um, a woman called Ronak. Um, and she is the head of risk uh, for us. Uh, and uh, she was the head of risk at two standalone health insurers already in India. So she has an amazing track record. And she decided to join us before we even raised money. Um, and she was obviously incredibly instrumental in us being able to close the seat around uh, in the way that we did. Right. So I guess the team in terms of the first believers is maybe even more important in a way than what you can get from uh, outside uh, Uh, investors. And uh, to come to your second question, which was, if I'm correct, uh, who were the investors that helped the most and how did they help? So I think um, we can break it down into two parts, really. So the first one is, what are actually investors helpful with, right? So I guess there are various things that they can help with. One is capital. One is hiring. Hiring is very helpful, to be honest. Uh, and the third one is um, like uh, operational expertise and like suggestions, advice that they can give you, right? So, in a way, you've got the big um, the big guys, <laughs> let's call it this way. So, you know, funders, fund causal like, helping you raise money. Why? Because obviously they have that capital, which is super helpful, and because they attract other investors as well, right? Like let's be totally transparent about that. Um, And the second type, obviously, they also help you, like, operationally uh, and with hiring, right? So they have helped us massively in terms of uh, doing the last, um, let's say, for example, the the last call and the last interview with uh, one of the candidates. Mm -hmm. Um, But I guess the second bunch of people that can actually help you in terms of investors are operators, right? So to again, to give you an example, we are both, me and you, Shiva investors in Vetic, which is um, uh, Gorak's company. And mm-hmm. he is amazing in the sense that he's um, also an investor in Even. So we have uh, like, uh, yeah, we have reciprocated, let's yeah. say this way and he's awesome right like he has scaled like pristine care uh sales team so he's been very instrumental in uh, um you know getting into the nitty-gritty of how to set up a sales team what the incentives um you need to put uh what type of uh, person you need to hire etc so i guess like on the one hand is like capital and hiring and that kind of track record that helps you do that Mm -hmm. and simultaneously like operators can help you really like building
0: the company in a way. Yeah, and I love it, actually. So I, as we were discussing earlier, you know, similar similar story to yours. So I had Rohit ma on the podcast the other day and uh, the founder of Off Business, uh, Ashish, he invested or he was the reason why Rohit ma took capital from Matrix. And then few years down the road, Rohit ended up... Did, Investing in Off Business, which is, uh, you know, of course, a billion dollar company, and uh, you know how it all comes together. And uh, Mati, you know, maybe we can talk about few of your investments, the stories behind it, uh, and we can also talk about few of the learnings uh, that you've gotten from your misses, the companies. Uh, you had the chance to invest in, but you end up not pulling the trigger. Uh, but later on, those companies went on to become or do great things.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. Look, there are so many examples, right? Like, I think in terms of misses that uh, you just mentioned, the one that always comes to mind is First Base. Uh, so, First Base is a company that uh, uh, provides basically equipment for remote workers, right? Um, and. Uh, I met him uh, when he was raising his pre-seed. Um, I'm not going to like disclose, obviously, the valuation, but it was much better than the one that they have now, for sure. And then the guy, you know, uh, went on, raise like Series A and B from A6 and Z, uh, and, you know, amazing things happened to him, right? Um, and uh, that's the one that always comes to mind. And, uh, you know, the misses, the regrets uh, are always those <laughs> that, like, just, you you can't stop thinking about, but obviously I'm I'm super happy for him and um, yeah I mean uh, obviously they teach you a lot right. For example, you maybe don't have to have such a um, differentiated product when you're entering a market and we, when you have the first mover advantage into a market that is just exploding right. So obviously timing is everything. That was a bit before COVID, so he was very like um, yeah visionary in a way in thinking remote and remote settings are going to be very important even before covid maybe i wasn't that visionary in terms of like seeing that that track and um yeah i mean it uh, it's amazing and obviously it's doing great things and in terms of like good good stuff um you know maybe my uh, biggest in terms of numerical success um has been a company that uh, I, I i can't say the name because actually they've done uh, the the round uh, like three or four weeks ago now, mm-hmm. uh, but I invested in the pre-seed and uh, um, you know I got basically three times uh, the money uh, that I invested in total in uh, every single company invested in. So just with wow. the exit of that particular investment, mm-hmm. and that was actually an Indian founder, but the company is based in Singapore. Um, and yeah, I mean that's that's kind of the the, the biggest success, but. Uh, you know besides like monetary and misses and and everything i guess the most interesting thing is when you enter a new market or at least for me right like i'm quite unique in the sense that i've been super lucky to live and work in so many different places so I I, I lived in Italy obviously I'm Italian originally um, moved to the UK uh, spent a lot of time there then moved to the US now I'm in India and obviously whenever you enter a new market it's so interesting to just get to know entrepreneurs see how the market works because obviously you are an outsider in a way right and you need to really quickly grasp how everything works and that's uh, one of the uh, main ways in which I do it um, and every single geography has a complete different like ecosystem and how things work are really, really different. And so this is a very easy way. And at the same time, you can offer these founders, let's say, help on international expansion, right? So what I do all the time is like, somebody in India wants to expand to the US or wants to expand to the UK, um, I can help them with everything, right? Because I've established companies in so many different places, I can help them uh, uh, open up a subsidiary in the U.S., right? I can help them with uh, hiring the first, like, uh, head of sales because I, I have a good network. I can help them with, uh, you know, marketing and growth in different markets is completely different. Investor introductions because I've been in so many places and i raised in so many countries that uh, I have good uh, networks. And so, yeah, I mean, that's the the key uh, kind of learning for me in a way is just learning from different founders and then getting it all together and try and help them in every way I can.
0: Yeah, we'll uh, go back to your, uh, you know, the point that you had mentioned, the second one, which you, where you said, you know, I enjoy being competitive, getting yeah. into uh, companies that are highly contested. Uh, one thing that I can tell, you know, one unique value proposition that you bring to the table is uh, having lived and worked in different markets you have network and you you understand those markets really well. So you can, as you just mentioned, how you you know you're able to help founders expand into different geographies. But uh we would love for you to double quick, uh, what's your pitch to founders? Hey, this is who I am and this is why you should be taking uh, my capital, and this is how I'm gonna help you.
1: Yeah, no, uh, I think this is uh, like key, right? And uh, in a way, I started with uh, a very, uh, like I'm just uh, deploying my own cash, which was extremely limited, right? So actually like entering in very competitive deals when you are trying to get space for 5K, is much, much easier than when you're trying to get into a deal as a scout, right? So right now, obviously, I'm a scout for, like, some VCs as well as, like, some family offices. So I deploy much more money than I used to, right? So the pitch has changed entirely between, like, five deploying 5K to deploying, like, half a million dollars, right? That's when you really need space and when you really need to, like, sell yeah. yourself deeply. Um, so in terms of, like, how I pitch myself, I think first, uh, and I'm really, um, like, like honestly saying this, I think there are very few people that are a hundred percent brutally honest and transparent, right? Like this is who I am. Um, and I, I think I am, uh, even, uh, yeah, brutal in a way, in the sense that, you know, I tell you immediately what I think, what I think is uh, right, wrong, um, and, uh, yeah, try and help you in every way I can. I'm very transparent on all the kind of mistakes that I made, uh, as a founder, um, as a, two times founder, so two times the mistakes that everybody else would make, (laughs) so one time. Um, And uh, in terms of like how I pitch myself, I think like one is help with fundraising. So as I mentioned, obviously we're Super lucky to be backed by some of the best people around, right? In India, from yourself um, to m- many other funds in the US, from Funders Fund, Kozla. So I can, uh, I guess, L- Locky Groom as well is an amazing investor of ours. So I can, um, you know, try and connect them to some of the best investors in the world, which is uh, really my pleasure in a way. Um, the second thing that I can help with, again, is like international expansion, as I was saying, that is quite uh, quite unique. Um, The third one, and I think is really, really important, is hiring, right? Um, So, obviously, I have hired in different markets as well, uh, and uh, I have hired, like, we have hired as teams, right? So, as you know, I've got two co-founders in this company. I had one co-founder in my previous company which is the same. So Mayank. Um, and so I guess like our experience has been that we've been always able to hire the best talent even before we had money. So in mm-hmm. our first company, we were literally like 23 year old with zero experience on fundraising, building a business, etc. But we ended up hiring, um, for example, the ex-managing director of The Times for a journalism startup, right? Which was the mm-hmm. first one. Uh, In this one, we hired Ronak, we hired Animesh, who was uh, the head of uh, health cooperation at uh, Narayana Healthcare. So, before we had money, so how do you build an insane insane team when you can offer very, very little? That's also, I think, my skill set and how I can help you figure it out. And alongside hiring is uh, how do you structure ESOPs, right? So, very few founders, I think, especially first time founders, really understand the importance of ESOPs and like, what is the right amount that you should give to everybody in the team, right? Depending on when they join you, who they are, what stage of the company, what type of valuation you have, how does that like changes over time, et cetera. So that's like something I kind of obsessed with and I really, really love uh, figuring out that I think most founders just have not had the experience to do that, right? Um, unless they are second-time founders. Uh, and then I guess the last one is growth. So I have, uh, you know, skilled and growth companies, uh, again, in different markets. I I love consumer, so I, you know, I actually lead uh, growth and revenue here at Even. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so I, I love uh, to, to help founders in figuring out, you know, different channels, sales, like do you do um, sales or uh, product like growth and uh, every type of thing uh, related to that plus again i'm very flexible because i'm an in job I'm, I'm, I'm a scout but the most important thing for me is to, uh, getting into deals i'm flexible with like the check size um so that that's helpful uh, again and um you know i'm a woman uh, there aren't many women around this is terrible but you know um like i, I try and uh, help uh, you know I, I also diversify the cap table a bit. Uh, this is, again, something that not many people will admit, but it is helpful sometimes to be a woman. And that's like one of the ways in which it can be helpful rather than being a problem, right? There are a lot of problems with angel uh, investments for women and just finance in general, but it can also be like a strength if used correctly, I think.
0: Mm-hmm. I think to me, it seems like one of your superpowers is hiring. And why I say that is, you know, Gorov again, is a mutual friend of ours. And we both are investors in Gorov's uh, new company, Vetic. You know, uh, I came to know from Gaurav that, you know, you tried hiring Gaurav. And at the beginning uh, of the conversation, you said, you know, even before we went on to raise funds for even I hired, uh, you know, the I forget the name, uh, you know, a superstar in uh, risk management. What's your uh, process for hiring?
1: Oh well, uh, this we could have a conversation of three hours uh, here, I guess. Um, it, it it entirely depends on uh, the stage that you're at uh, and the level of these uh, people that you're trying to hire, right? Like even for junior, uh, it's very hard to find amazing junior uh, talent, especially generalists. So I have like an entire st- like strategy on that. Um, but let's uh, focus on maybe um, the things that are common, right? So I think uh, one of the things that for me are most important is uh, generosity. So I think also when I'm looking at a founder, right? Obviously, everybody looks for a founder that is super ambitious, that knows how to sell, that like is a domain expert, uh, and that has done it all before, maybe a second-time founder, um, et cetera, et cetera. Obviously, I look for that as well, right? But one of the things I look for, and I think not many people do, is how do they structure their um, ESOPs, right? Yeah. And how generous they are, okay? Yeah. So the majority of the founders will come up with an ESOP um, of, like, I don't know, 5%. And that ease up of 5% of that company is basically the amount of their own companies that they are willing to give to the team, right? To their mm-hmm. own team. I think that's very, very little. At even we have, you know, three times that. Um, and uh, we are at seed. Like on, Actually, we, we raise more money, but parenthesis, this is non disclosed yet next week. Yeah. Um, but basically, like, this is one of the most important things. So how do you hire the best talent when you have zero money is... Uh, put yourself in their own shoes, right? So imagine that you've been pitched by somebody that is obviously obsessed with this problem uh, and uh, potentially is quite talented, hopefully, and smart, but they have nothing, right? They have absolutely nothing. So how would you be convinced if you were them? And, you know, it goes down to very basic human needs, right? Number one, try and establish a like deep personal relationship with this person, right? Like spend time with them, try and understand what motivates them, try and create a relationship with them, them, their families, obviously in different countries, it's also different, right? Yeah. For example, in India, it's really important to establish a relationship, not only with that particular candidate, but also with their families. Mm-hmm. Maybe in the US is a bit less, right? Yeah. Uh, be very generous with your time, fly out, be relentless, in the sense that obviously the first answer was going to be a no. That goes without saying, right? If if the first answer is a no and you're like, okay, cool, thank you so much, bye, you are never going to hire the best talent, right? Just be relentless uh, and just go there, ask them, Keep asking, keep asking, keep posturing them. Gaurav knows. I have tried in fortune for probably six months, right? Um, and by the end, you know, we became friends, and now we are investors in each other companies, and it's kind of they still develop the relationship. But the second thing is being extremely generous, right? You can't expect somebody amazing to come join your company if it's not also their company, right? So be very generous in terms of the equity that you give to people, and I think that's like. Crucial, but I see so many making this mistake, right? To build a suboptimal team of not star players just because they want to save a little bit of equity. But the whole point is it's much better to have a small part of an amazing uh, rocket ship than have everything of something that is collapsing and is very small, right? And there is no way that you're gonna build a rocket ship without a star team. So this is the only thing
0: that uh, that you need to do. Love the framework. I'm gonna put out a snippet on this specific topic so others can learn from it. Uh, Mati, you know you've been a you've been I think you founded a company previously. Uh, you've been or you've worked lived in different geographies. You've worked in venture capital. Now again you are a founder uh, and you know you've created your own frameworks of uh, how to source deals evaluate deals close deals uh, you know there's a lot of uh, folks in the indian ecosystem uh they are getting some liquidity or they will be getting some liquidity very soon and their friends uh their co-workers are leaving and starting companies if they were to start angel investing what advice would you give them what's like a playbook or a process that they can follow?
1: Oh, it's a very good question. So, I firstly, I don't think that unfortunately there is a playbook, right? I think the more I grow and the more like I have experiences, the more I realize that actually, whatever you do, as long as it's quite unique, it will work, right? Yeah. Like uh, sometimes you do things like, for example, for me, like moving to India uh, two years ago, right? So the people are like, You are just crazy. But then it turns out like being one of the best decisions I've ever made in my life, right? And this is the same for how to start angel investing. In a way, don't look for playbooks, right? Like Don't look for stuff that has worked for other people. The first and most important thing is just just start somewhere, right? Start talking to founders, start, start advising some founders, start investing. Just, uh, you know, put a little bit, obviously not the entirety of your capital into uh, angel investing and just start playing with it, right? Start, start uh, doing something um, because obviously it's from your mistakes that you will learn uh, what to do next. And the more founders you meet and the more founders you invest in, the more founders will refer you, their friends and things like that. So that's how I started, right? You start investing in two, three companies, you're helpful. They, they introduce you to others. And this is uh, uh, how it works. Then you start uh, maybe you know getting in touch with some of the best funds. So I try and you know co-invest with the uh, investors that invested in my companies because I know them because they're amazing. Uh, and so you start like having that uh, kind of flywheel that at some point will leave you with. Uh, a very solid deal flow. But at the beginning, obviously, nobody has it. So just start. In fact, my biggest regret is to have started maybe a bit too late. Yeah. Um, you know, we had an amazing run in terms of uh, you know, valuations and, and stuff. Um, and uh, yeah, maybe I, I should have started a little bit earlier. But you know, I'm, I'm still very young as well. So it, it would have been a bit difficult. But uh, just start somewhere. Um, and, uh, yeah, things will just come your way. I think don't be too afraid of mistakes because, uh, they, they don't really matter. It just, it, the only thing that matters are the wins, right. In angel investing. So don't worry too much.
0: So you said, uh, you know, one of the best decisions, uh, for you was moving to India. We'll double click on that. And when you. Initially had moved to India. What was your first thought in mind about India?
1: So I'll be honest, right? Again, because I'm I'm always brutally honest. So yeah. people in the West, I think, sometimes make the mistake of thinking that India is just kind of catching up with the West, right? Like mm-hmm. they, India is catching up, at some point it will catch up and things like that. Actually, as soon as you move here, you realize that India is just on a completely different track altogether, right? They are taking a massive shortcut that will, I think, allow India to just overcome the West in so many ways. If you think about it with payments, right? UBI, a better infrastructure than the one that is in the US, right? The national health stack, which is impacting healthcare, which is the domain that I operate in massive innovation right mm-hmm. um so i guess for somebody like me an entrepreneur the most exciting thing about india is that firstly obviously is massively growing is uh, i think taking a shortcut for the west in so many different areas but more importantly is that um, there is very low market penetration for so many essential products If you think about it, there is like 4% market penetration for health insurance, which is kind of the sector that I operate in. There is about, I think, 3% uh, penetration, like 2% of people in India have access to financial markets, Mm -hmm. right? So these are such like huge problems. And in a way, you see the market, you see these huge problems and you look at China, right? You have Alibaba, Tencent. Mm -hmm. I think in the next five to 10 years, and this is the reason why I'm here, there are going to be... Companies as big as Alibaba and Tencent, but not in gaming and advertising, but in very essential um, domains, right? So in uh, healthcare, like healthcare.
0: Yeah.
1: finance. And this yeah. is like why this is so exciting, right? Why I'm here. I could have been anywhere, but I'm here because I think we can build something of the scale of Alibaba, but in healthcare. What's yeah. better than that, right? Yeah.
0: Marty, what inspires you?
1: Uh, good question. I I think I uh, really like um, winning. Uh, that's very important to me. And this is why I'm very competitive, even in, in other domains, not only in work, like in sports, I'm very competitive, for example. So I, I love winning. I, I love big challenges. And I love big challenges and winning with the team that, uh, that I've picked, right? And my co-founders have picked because I think they're just the best, uh, and doing it with people that you care about, and having also winning. Right? What does that actually mean? Like winning yeah. is not obvious. Is about like yourself winning, but it's also about getting uh, giving that opportunity to to win together to yeah. a, a, a handpick uh, kind of group of people that uh, that you've chosen in the first place, right? So winning together is also very important, and uh, doing it in a, again in a. Kind of domain that is so crucial is is also very very cool, right? So doing it in healthcare, helping people—that that, that's all great.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's it's a lot. Uh, as you said, like you're uh, you love sports, and and it seems like you know you see entrepreneurship similar to being an athlete, right? And and you want the entire team to win together, uh, and you want to do that uh, in a domain which is impactful, right?
1: Exactly that.
0: Um, Mati will switch gears here. If money and attention is not needed anymore for the time being, uh, even health is not in the picture, what would you work on?
1: Look, honestly, I would 100% do a fund, uh, so I think. There are two passions of mine, right? One, actually, the passion of mine is to build something from scratch, right? So being a a company now is a company because I found a domain that I think is very impactful because I'm working with some of the best people because I think the opportunity is uh, really, really large but if that was not the case uh, i would probably do my own fund i would invest in founders that are working in areas that i really care about and i think are really impactful and i can create massive companies and uh, i think i can be helpful so it's also very good to actually work on something that you think you could be good at right there is no point in working on something that you can't be the best at um and uh, that challenge is also very exciting right so definitely a hundred percent a fund probably like um, not um, uh, geographically specific uh, geography specific sorry uh, but very broad early stage because that's where I've been that's where my experience is at and I think that's the most exciting part of a company's journey at least for me like pre-seed seeds A. that's 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 my sweet spot I love it
0: got it and so my my friend uh, Alfonso has been bugging me yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, every podcast, he gets to ask one question. Uh, so he I asked me to ask you, sorry, come again?
1: Very scared.
0: Oh, no, he's nice. <laughs> he looks scary, uh, but he's nice. Uh, so he's asking, Mati, uh, who are you outside of work? Uh, you know, we know you. Uh, because of you're an entrepreneur, you're an investor, uh, what do your friends know you for?
1: Man, I think right now what I am outside of work is just very deeply boring, <laughs> so I'll explain. So I think for me, um, especially in the last years, it's become super apparent that uh, healthcare in, intended as you know mental health physical health is literally the number one priority right if help if you don't have health everything you've built being your company being your angel investments being your friends being your family being your boyfriend everything will go away right mm-hmm. and there is nothing like that because if my uh you know friends leave me I still have my boyfriend my company If my company collapses I still have my angel investments etc but like healthcare is that like real basis of well-being and that basis that allows you to actually be much more right so I have become like really really strict on how I live so you know I exercise every day doesn't matter what happens like I always find time for that I try and sleep you know seven eight hours a night. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I try and spend time with the people that I really love right being my friends that are super important to me being my co-founders being my uh, boyfriend and I completely disregard anything that sucks time that is not this so for example I never go to networking events if somebody invites me to like a 7 p.m 8 p.m dinner yeah. I like try with everything I have to not go there because my free time is for social activities is only for those like 10-15 people that I really love Mm -hmm. and I don't want to be late and I don't want to drink and I tomorrow don't want to feel shit Mm -hmm. so basically I avoid uh, all of this so this is uh, um, yeah this is why I'm outside of work somebody probably very very boring but uh, I feel good so that's that's good for me.
0: Love it Uh, Mati you are one of the you know most fascinating uh, founder I would say uh, given the you know, the fact that, you know, you're from Italy, uh, you've moved to India and building a very exciting company in a, in a domain which is uh, very impactful. And I really appreciate you for doing that. And I'm very excited about you, the team, uh, and the company even moving forward. And I had a lot of fun having you on the podcast. Thanks a lot for doing it, coming on and just... Uh, No, know, walking us through your your journey of company building and investing.
1: No, absolutely, Shiva. Thank you so much for having me. I am honestly also super excited to have you as well as an investor. Uh, It's it's amazing. And uh, as a friend. So no, thank you so much.